Welcome back to the Autolux Autopod. I am your host, the doctor to the car, Mr. Everett J himself. And today we're going to be taking a look at killer cars. Autolux.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Yes, as I said, I'm the host of Autolux Autopod, Mr. Everett J himself. Keep following our Facebook page, Twitter page, Pinterest, YouTube, Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening to, whatever you're viewing, and make sure you always check back at www.autolux.net, where you can always find the update information from ourselves, this podcast, and the world around you of automobiles. Like we said, we are going to be talking about those killer cars. Being that Friday the 13th has just passed us, and that we are on this pandemic of great magnitude from that coronavirus, let's crack a beer to that, we're going to be talking about a few of the movies and a few of the cars that have put us into those eerie feelings of, do we really want to get in? Do we really want to go for a ride? Yeah. There's been a lot of movies about vehicles, and there's actually been quite a few movies about killer vehicles. Yes, we're talking about Christine, Maximum Overdrive, The Car, The Hearst, Wraith, Duel, Death Race 2000, Death Race, how we can even go on. And some of them have actually been remade, if you didn't know about that. Yeah, I actually just learned not too long ago that Maximum Overdrive actually had a remake a couple years back called Trucks. It was even filmed in Canada, my home country, and I can't even fathom the fact that I didn't know about it. Odd, huh? And the fact that just last year, the follow-up to The Car, called The Car Road to Revenge, released in 2019. Amazing, amazing stuff. But yes, all around us, we all talk about killer cars. We all know about the mishaps of the Pinto and the Corvair. The Corvair, with its actual book written about it, unstable at any speed, which talked about how the wheels tucked underneath the vehicle, and after about three corners, the vehicle would roll over and harm pedestrians within it. Or how about the Pinto? When rear-ended at a high enough speed, it would explode. Golf the entire car and its occupants into flames, killing them with very limited chance to get out. Unlike Nicky Lauda when he had his crash in the Nurburgring, people within the Pinto were pretty much trapped. And the Corvair would tip over, and if the roof didn't crush you, you would be trapped inside the vehicle. Yeah, uh, yes, it was unstable at on. Now, those really weren't killer cars. Now, move into the 70s. You're talking about the age of experimentation, about moving out, about how Tinseltown started branding and getting into more and more and more more and more amazing ideas. Think about it. The end of that decade, 1977, Star Wars was released. The 70s were a big time for change within the movie industry. And change was also happening to the automotive industry. Going through these things like the Pinto crashes, the Corvair, the muscle car, and the gas crisis. Those were all things taking hold within the automotive industry. We are taking a look at killer cars. Yes, there are a few movies about them. And some of them, the top four we're going to be talking about are movies you need to see. Some of them are pretty cheesy, but in the end, they speak words to anyone within the automotive industry. Now, there are a bunch of other movies about killer cars. Think about it. The crazed trucker from Joyride. That horrible van with the creepy guy inside of it from Jeepers Creepers. There's Death Proof. Okay, that wasn't really a killer or scary movie, but it was a killer in the Chevelle of that movie. Death Race. It wasn't about killer cars. It was about a race to the death for inmates. Just like how Death Race 2000, which I 
highly suggest you do not watch or you will be asking why and how you can get your money back for that hour and a half of your life you just wasted. I wasted my time with that and I'm sorry Sylvester Stallone. If I ever see you, I'm going to ask you for my hour and a half of my life back, which I'm going to be charging out to you at a rate of a thousand dollars an hour because really that was a horrid movie. Only the snake car in that movie was cool. It was the only good thing about it. Oh, and there's a couple scenes of boobs, but trust me, it's not worth those couple seconds of free boobs hanging from your face. There have been another couple really cool movies. Few that I've never heard about. Like, right, futuristic movie about a killer car. I just read about this. This is something I'm going to have to look into and take into consideration for my automotive movies. Now, it kind of fallen under the radar because nobody's really heard of it. Nobody really understands it. But there are a few great movies out there that you need to see, that you need to take hold of. And we all know the top movie with the top killer car in the entire world that everybody knows about is the 1958 Plymouth Fury in Christine. Yes, Stephen King. Stephen King actually makes this list twice. You probably already know what the second movie is, but we're going to be talking about this first movie, Christine. One of my most favorite movies, one of the number one movies that I can watch on Halloween because it actually doesn't frighten my wife about a killer car. You gotta think about it. It wasn't about the car. That car didn't kill people. Because for all those years, after the original owner's brother passed away, the car just sat there and rot and died. It's like a lone dog. It loses its master. It doesn't know what to do. Until Christine found its new owner. And as that guy got hurt, Christine took revenge. Now, she really wasn't a killer car because once her master was dead, she was helpless. And that's how they managed to crush and kill her in the end of the movie. But when the radio came back on, it just proved she may not be crushed, but she's not dead. Her spirit is still alive. Now, if you're one of the automotive aficionados like myself who love seeing great automotive movies, you know, like The Fast and the Furious, number one, I'm sorry, but I like Tokyo Drift, number four, number six, and number seven, a lot of the others in between are all those pieces of crap just to get your money out of your pocket uh move on to other great movies like grand prix le mans ford versus ferrari the original gone in 60 seconds you know there are some pretty amazing movies out there and we can't forget smoking and a bandit but for killer car movies christine tops the charts but when you take a consideration stephen king's next movie maximum overdrive now you got to be on something to really understand and really experiment and see this movie i saw this movie when i was a young kid before i got to experiment and to have anything else and say as chef says before i went to college i thought it was still a neat movie it wasn't just the fact that the entire soundtrack was backed by great australian rock and roll music from acdc no it was the fact that this was a killer transport styled after the green goblin from spider-man like come on for all you marvel fans out there green goblin from spider-man this is a truck that could show up at horror week and could show up at comic-con the next day because the green goblin is on the face of that transport it was the face of the movie and to this day i still think brand new freightliner transport out there it's got the wedge front on it looks just like the original Green Goblin truck from Maximum Overdrive. It is an amazing thing. Like, the movie was cheesy. It was horrible. You think about it, a meteorite passes by Earth and turns all machines against people. They start killing us and fighting us. Like, like the baseball coach that gets nailed in the head by all the popcorn on the pop machine. Or the woman who gets her foot almost cut off by the electric carver. And think about it. Pretty cheesy movie. Not the world's greatest cast either, but they make a point. And when they break a break for it in the end, the meteorite passes by and things go back to normal. Later on in my life when I was in college, I saw that movie and it's like listening to a Nine Inch Nails CD. You kind of understand it a bit more and you're like, ah, okay, yeah, I get it now. That's pretty cool. Maximum Overdrive for automotive people out there. It's not scary. Christine is scarier than Maximum Overdrive. It's not scary. It's just the eerie music they put in there and the feeling behind it. But you got to think about it. If something like that really did happen in real life, that could be scary. Compared to Christine, with Christine, all we got to do is kill its master, crush the car, and then melt it down 
and give it back to the world or something. Like maximum overdrive. These are machines. These are living, breathing things. This is like my, my computer in front of me, turning against me, electrocuting me. It's like that. It's so the concept behind maximum overdrive is kind of scary. It's kind of eerie. It's kind of it kind of gets to you. And from there, we move into a movie that came out before both of these, which kind of started the wave of killer automotive movies. And it's not even automotive. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Killdozer. It's set on the off of the African coast on an island where a meteorite crashed in but has been buried and they go to there to build a brand new airport and they uncover it immediately this alien form takes over bulldozer starts wreaking havoc all over the people who are building this airport and kills all of them except for one the guy who managed to finally electrocute the damn thing and kill it and get off the island it wasn't as cheesy as maximum overdrive kind of made a little more sense a meteorite that has a weird aura around it well we remember the really cheesy movie that bill cosby made a spin-off and meteor man which actually wasn't that bad because it's like maybe you can get superpowers from meteorites that crash into the earth maybe they're a piece of an alien planet and this is the life force coming off of it so it kind of makes sense and what happens if we, we do uncover something like that just look look at black panther the meteorite which is a special rock in it that you can utilize for all of their everyday stuff we don't know. Think about it. I come from a city that has sent drill rigs and landed them on asteroids floating out there in space because we know there are billions of dollars. Let me rephrase that. There's trillions of dollars floating above our heads out in outer space. Nickel, platinum, gold, rare earth metals all floating around out there that we need to survive. So how come this can't just create a weird sensation that brings a bulldozer to life to kill people? It's not really that scary. It has that eerie effect and it does make you jump slate. But again, Killdozer name has been used one other time since then. Take a look. When you write in Killdozer, I guarantee you you're going to get stuff about a crazed maniac in the States who turned a bulldozer into an armored vehicle and took it on a rampage through a town. Now, if you hear the backstory, you actually go in, dig a little deeper and read the backstory of this guy about why he did it. You kind of understand why he did it. Like, I suggest you just go and read his backstory before you automatically say oh this is some crazy maniac who went on a massive rampage he didn't literally kill anyone he just destroyed a lot of stuff and when they finally got to him he killed himself as he couldn't live with the fact of being alive and stuck in jail being tortured and tormented by the same people who tormented him before he went on this rampage but again he built this bulldozer that was an indestructible piece of machinery no rubber no nothing you gotta think about it. a bulldozer is the perfect weapon piece of machinery out there that can kill us all all you gotta do is jump into the ocean and it ain't gonna chase it down on land it's like a tank. It could keep going on and on and on. And yes, they did have bulldozers in Maximum Overdrive. So take a check. Check it out. Killdozer. Pretty cool movie. And from there, move on to my most favorite one. It's cheesy. We don't know the origins of where it comes from. And it actually, just last year, had its sequel made. Which is decent. And it had the same cheese effect as the original. Just a little more updated. We're talking about a 1971 Lincoln Continental Market III. Who's possessed by the demon himself. We're talking about the car. Car. Talking about cheesy movies. We don't know where this car came from, how it got possessed, but it just it spawned into this evil creation and started killing people. Running amok in town, it finally made it. And at the end of the movie, it's still there. And that's where number two starts off from. Years later. Car. The amazing thing about it compared to all of these other automotive great movies about killer vehicles is it actually was a possessed killer car. It took ramp, made destruction. It went after people. It was a seriously possessed evil car. Yes, the Plymouth Fury in Christine did kill the man on the assembly line who did harm her. She was possessed too and evil. Just like her hood slammed on the guy's fingers. She was possessed and evil, but she needed a master. She was a minion. 
Union. Who needed a groove? Where the car didn't need the groove. Was groove. Was Eve. Was sinister. Car was a great movie. It's one of those cheese ball movies that has a cult following, similar to the effects of Starship Troopers. It's ranked high on the cheese category, but it's so cheesy, it's cool. If you want to put it in a main context of what it would be considered like Sharknado. Super cheesy, super dumb, but people went out and watched it in the mass. Like, come on! Like I said, the coolest thing about the movie, the car, is not that it was about a killer car, not that it was possessed, not that it got away with. It's the fact that the producers of this movie decided to release it on Friday Friday the 13th, May 13th, 1977, Friday the 13th, they decided to put the killer car out to the world. Now, if that's not cool, and that doesn't make it amazing. I went back and I checked some of the other movies like Maximum Overdrive, Christine, Killdozer, and even The Hearst when they were released. Random days. Only the car went to that one step above and said, hey, we're going to release this thing on the scary day. We're going to release this movie on the day that nobody wants to go out. Day that everybody's superstitious about everything. We're going to set the world of fire with this cheesy movie about a possessed demonic Lincoln. And that's what makes the car so great. Now, moving on to our last one. I originally said we're going to do four. No, we're going to talk about five. There is one last one that came out. It actually had a decent backstory because none of these other movies have ever created a backstory about the vehicles in them. Yeah, Killdozer kind of had a backstory about the meteorite, but not a backstory about the Caterpillar. No, this movie we're talking about has an actual backstory. Aunt of the main woman in the movie was a demon worshiper, and when she died, they put her in a hearse. Hence the name of the movie, The Hearse. And on their way for her funeral, the hearse crashes, but the driver and his assistant are never found. Taken out, and the hearse essentially becomes part of the estate. It gets passed down to the granddaughter who now has it. But this hearse has kinds of eerie stories with it. It's kind of like a lot of other those background things. People get things and it's possessed or whatever. The hearse is possessed. It's not the car that goes around killing people like in the car in Christine. It's a car that's possessed and is taking its possession and its evilness upon the world around it. It actually is quite a thriller. If you like 1980s psychological thrillers, it is scary and it is to the means that you will be frightened. You will go out and the next time you see one, you'll be like, okay, is that the one? Oh no, that's not like a 1950s hearse. That's, that's a little newer. But you'll think about that. You said, that's a scary movie. That's a pretty cool movie. That's a psychological thriller to the extent that it got to him. It's a decent movie. It's something that, you know, if you like to be scared a little bit you should go out and watch the hearse and in the end it essentially became part of the five scary movies about vehicles for us all around our favorite naturally we always love christine the car is cool maximum overdrive's got its points you know death race killdozer the hearse they're all good but all in all out of all these only that 1958 plymouth fury from christine has ever made a stance in the world of automobiles think about it just this past year in 2019 at the sema auto show brought her back yeah mopar brought one back here's christine but this is all because of the fact that people keep hearing rumors that they're going to be redoing christine with a more modern angle which i keep asking myself is well how are you going to redo it like you're going to make it a plymouth prowler because not plymouth dead you can't have a newer plymouth vehicle so you got to use an older well, plymouth prowler or something that you know some kids these days might find wrecked up sitting in some guy's yard but where's the dodge charger that, that kid had like a nice old school dodge charger what are you going to use like an early 2000s dodge charger for that or are you going to change the story that's something i always wonder about if 
they're going to redo that movie? Are they going to keep the original cars or are they going to try and more modernize? Kind of like how they did with Gone in 60 Seconds. You watch the original one from 1971 and then you watch the, the newer one from 1999. There's a little give and take on that. Yeah, Eleanor's still in it, but Eleanor is now older and there's more of a backstory. Not a 45 minute kick ass car chase through the streets of Los Angeles as the original one. So in the end, we don't mean to scare you. We just mean to give you enjoyment, entertain you. I know I can be entertaining at some points before I ramble on and go on and blah, blah, blah. But in the world of automobiles, you have to take into consideration that it's not just always about the cars. Sometimes the cars can be evil too. And just like with every facet and everything, people can take and turn dolls, inanimate objects, or people, make them all possessed and into something else. Why not an automobile? And that's how we look at it. The world of automobiles needed movies like Christine and Killdozer to keep them going just as much as they needed movies like Fast and the Furious and Gone in 60 Seconds. So all in all, out there, there are some pretty scary movies about automobiles. But if you really want to see a really scary movie, go out and watch the original Death Race 2000. You'll be scared so much the next time you think about watching a B-rated movie that you've never heard of, you'll never do it again. Not ever. So from Autolux.net, I am Everett J saying all the automotive geniuses out there, your products can be placed into movies where they become possessed and evil, just like any other inanimate object around us. So keep following all of our feeds from Facebook to Twitter to LinkedIn to Podbeam to Spotify to iTunes. And when you're looking for all your up-to-date information or links to all of your favorite automotive companies around the world, keep in mind www.autolux.net is your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. And keep strapping yourself in for one fun wild ride from Autolux Autobot.